Yeah, along those lines, um, I just think we've been reflecting on this last few weeks of formation, this last um, beginning of the semester, and it's just so evident to see that the, the Father is weaving together um, a story. He's weaving together a people. And um, we think about what makes the people, like we are God's people, and like we are the people behind the American information um, right now. And something that makes people what it is, is it has a shared narrative, it has a shared story. And it's so evident to see the way that the Lord has been speaking. It's been building on itself um, from SMR to our kickoff to our prayer meeting last week. All of these words they're building. And I think even just seeing the way that our content is building on itself, the way that you are all speaking to one another in your lives. Um, and I'll talk about this later too, but Maggie was reminded, the Father reminded her of a word um, earlier this week. And actually that ties into like what we're talking about tonight. And she's like, no, exactly what we're talking about tonight. And I just think it's so cool. The Lord is creating something and he's pushing this story along. And so we've been talking um, a lot about just how the Father wants to bring a renewal to us as a people, to our school. He wants to bring something new and he's been speaking out into our identity. And so as we've been talking about this like semester, as we've been talking about everyday excellence, we started talking about daily discipleship, how this walk with the Lord is not an easy walk, it's not an easy journey, and it's going to take um, just our will every single day to offer our lives back to the Lord. It's going to take every single day to give our lives back to Him. And as Zachary talked about, we don't have to do more, we just have to give more. The Lord wants all from us, and there's a cost to discipleship. And thinking about, he mentioned Peter, who had no idea what he was about to say yes to. When he laid down the net, he left everything behind, and the Lord just gave him, gave him to him so abundantly. Um, like I said, this walk is hard, and there's going to be a lot of things that are going to sneak into our life to try to derail, derail us on this path to discipleship and to detour this walk. And so in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about some of these things that are going to detour us. We're going to talk about media. We're going to talk about how the world distorts how we relate to one another as brothers and sisters. We're going to talk about how we can be possessive and um, in some ways like selfish of our time and our finances. And um, yeah, so the world is trying to pull us away from the goodness that the Father has for us because there's a battle happening. So there is... Um, the evil one, this evil spirit that is prowling, it says, the scripture says, the lion is prowling around seeking the ruin of souls. So before the fall, we were created in this state of original harmony. We were in harmony with one another, with God, with ourselves. Our thoughts, our desires, our actions, everything was in right order. And after the fall, this communion that we had with the Father and with ourselves, um, with one another was broken, and we experienced the effects of that to this day. And so because we're born without this original harmony, we were born into this battle, and so the way that we are going to end up seeing this battle a lot as we're entering into our life um, and giving our life more fully as disciples is the battle for our mind and our hearts. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And so Romans 12, 12, or 12 verses 1 through 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So this battle for the mind and the heart, the heart is something that all Christians face. It's not something that we need to be surprised by. It's not something that we need to be ashamed by. Because as we're striving to follow Jesus, as we're striving to be in relationship with the Father, that's something that the evil is going to try to take away. As we're trying to cling to the goodness of the Father, and as we try to follow Jesus as he clung to the goodness of his Father, that's something that the evil is going to try to steal from us. So the reality is that the Father speaks to us, but also we have to recognize that we hear both the Father and evil. So we hear both. And in the world, the flesh, the devil, um, are going to try to throw a storm at us. They're going to try to take us away. They're going to try to tear down 
um, what the Father is trying to speak to us. And this is an attack that's going to happen day in and day out. And the thing um, is that there's so much noise in our life, and it's so easy for these things, the evil one that we see tries to break in, um, to slowly take away, to slowly tear away at us. And it can even happen where we might not even recognize it anymore. Some of these lies become strongholds in our life, and um, we just have to be alert. We have to be people who are alert, people who seek to know the voice of the Father, who seek to practice um, with discipline every single day, to choose to listen to the Father and to choose to walk in the freedom um, of his truth. And so we need to identify um, the evil so that we can cling to the truth and be able to capture our thoughts every day. And when we think about darkness, we think about how we want light. We want the Father brings light. Um, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we've like been given this light, and we don't want to think about the darkness. But if you think about, even like right now, like we've like turned the lights down a little bit tonight, and like you just notice the light so much more. We like knew there was light in the room, but we noticed the light because um, we see it compared to the darkness. And then... Um, we're going to talk about this tonight, and it's real, it's not something we have to be afraid of, but it's just something that we have to be alert, and we've been talking, um, Daniel had a word that Jesus has already won the victory. We know that he's won the victory, and we're walking as a people in hope, um, and this victory is written on our hearts. And so the Father, he doesn't want to leave us um, to try to figure this out on our own. He wants to prepare us, he wants to help us, so he's given us grace, he's given us the saints, he's given us some of these tools, so um, probably the biggest way that we wanna, um, the ways that we want to encourage you to to start to be aware of how the Father speaks to us, to be aware of how the evil one speaks to us, it's called the discernment of spirits. And so this is a tool that St. Ignatius of Loyola has given us um, through his own experience. Um, and this is written in your outline, so um, you're able to like, take this back with you. But So these are these spiritual principles that he developed to help us more understand the inner movements of our hearts. Um, and so in our spiritual life, we're always moving in one of two ways. We're moving um, away from God and towards sin, or we're moving towards God and away from sin. And so God, um, the good spirits, directs our heart, but also the evil one, these bad spirits, try to also direct our hearts. And so there's two, um, if you've heard of desolation or consolation, these are two um, actions um, of the spirits. And so the good spirit... The action of the good spirit is the spiritual consolation. And so that is when we are moved um, to just give more to the Father. We're moved to move towards the Father, to move towards his goodness. And you're going to see this. Um, this is the action of the good spirit. So you're going to see this. Um, God wants to speak to us. He wants to bring us closer to him. And as we start to recognize more and more his voice, you're going to start to be drawn to be closer to him. Your heart's going to be open. You're going to be drawn towards goodness. You're going to be drawn towards um, what's good and beautiful and true you're going to start to see more hope. You're going to start to see more joy. And so, um, yeah, we're going to start to see things that inspire us to trust in God's love and depend on his grace. So I think back to um, just like different moments of my life um, where, I don't know, you start to experience, um, I'll get into spiritual desolation next, but um, whether it's like a lie or whether you're experiencing something that um, is like a thought. Um, if it's something that isn't a, like a voice of goodness, like that's not the Father. So if you're hearing something, if you're hearing an encouragement, if you're hearing something that draws you um, to what is good, what is true, and what is beautiful, we can trust that that's the voice of the Father. We can trust that he's speaking to us. And then being aware of the enemy, um, that's going to be something just like, you're going to be feeling this like desolation. You're going to be feeling... Um, that the evil one, he only wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So that's the goal of the evil one. Um, every opportunity we have to experience um, the goodness of the Lord. So that's going to be where we're going to experience these lies. We're going to experience lies about our identity, about our worth, 
that's when you're going to start to experience um, these lies in your mind that you're not loved by God, by others, or perhaps um, I'm not loved if this, or I'm not going to be loved until this. And so even as we're preparing for this talk tonight, um, my sisters have just been a really big um, blessing in reminding me of the Father's truth, um, being able to call out, you know, like, being like, I'm not going to be able to like portray exactly what I'm trying to say, or I'm not gonna. There's no way I would ever be able to like say this the right way that God wants to say it, and just being able to like have like people in my life and to be able to recognize like that's not the voice of the Father, that's not the voice of the evil, and that's not His goodness. And I think back to um, you know, word shared with us last time too of like the Samaritan woman, um, the woman at the well, and just thinking like Jesus pointed out that she um, had many wives before, or many sorry, many husbands before that she was with the man now that was not her husband, that um. I think it'd be easy for that to be twisted into like I'm like I need to be like shamed I need to like I'm worthless I'm worth nothing there's no coming back from that ever but she ran and she told people like listen to me and who like knows my heart listen to the man who knows me and has told me like how good I am and so she was able to recognize that the father and that Jesus was speaking these words of goodness to her and just being aware of these lies in our life um and so like I said earlier too these things can become strongholds and can come like really sneakily in our lives and so that can oftentimes be taking root in our life um, by like disquiet in our hearts, by confusion, by movement towards earthly things. So not necessarily bad things, not necessarily sin, but maybe you're like wanting to watch TV more. Maybe you're wanting to um, just like not be around people. Maybe you're experiencing this like sloth. That's like, um, that can be like the spirit of desolation, pulling us away from God, pulling us away from what is good. Um, and just a note too, like not all of our inner thoughts, not all of these things are like directly like spiritual consolation desolation there's also just like natural things like you can be really tired you could have stayed up late last night and not experiencing closeness to god that doesn't mean that you're necessarily in spiritual desolation but maybe you just need to go to bed <laughs> earlier but um but just like being aware like um in this like like this world we're going to be hearing these voices and it's so important for us to stop and say like okay like is this moving me towards god or is this moving me away towards away from god and so three steps that we can use um to just help us in this discernment of spirits and to be aware throughout the day, and this is written down as well, um, be aware, understand, and act. So be aware, like notice what's happening in you, notice the stirrings of your heart, what's actually striking you, what's stirring in your thoughts, to understand, so distinguish them, like which are from God, and which are from not, and then to take action. So we need to accept and live according to what he um, we recognize as a God, and reject and remove, um, and just take away what is not from God. And so tonight we're going to respond. Um, we're going to respond to what the Lord wants to do in our life. So I don't know where you're at tonight. If you're coming in with maybe there's been a lot of like things this week that have been stirring up that you're experiencing these lies, this hopelessness, this confusion. Um, I was reminded too when I was preparing for this talk. Um, I was in um, Bethany, the women's household, and um, I was reminded of Maggie's um, from SMR. Her talk. She had like a list of these truth and these declarations. And he pulled that out and was like, Sarah, like, go back to the truth. Go back to like, what the Lord is speaking. And so we're going to do something like that tonight um, and just be able to claim the truth in our lives. We're going to inject these lies and we're going to claim the truth. And so um, it's not that we don't know who we are. We don't, it's not that we don't know who we are. We know that we are beloved sons and daughters. We know that we're people who are following the Lord. It's that we forget. And so the word that Maggie was reminded of um, last week was, Daniel said, um, the Father wanted to say that we need to constantly reorient ourselves towards Jesus. And Maggie had said that the Father reminded her um, to be constantly reoriented towards the Holy Spirit and the voice of the Father. And this earlier this week, I was praying, I shared this with um, I'm going to stop earlier this week, too. In the Gospels, there's four times that God the Father, from what I can tell, so forgive me if this is, 
um, not quote, but four times that God the Father um, speaks and that Jesus hears him. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, it is um, the baptism of Jesus where he says, like, you are my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And so that is the voice of the Father. That's the voice that Jesus hears is this um, claim of his identity of who he is. And in um, one of the um, Gospels, it says, in my translation, it says, like, that the, were, the heavens were opened, and then in the brackets, to him. And so that the Holy Spirit came and, like, wanted, when he was baptized, wanted Jesus to hear these words. So the Father made it, like, as possible as it could be, like, move the God, move the heavens, so that Jesus could hear these words. And just like that, he wants you guys to hear his truth. He wants you guys to hear the goodness of his voice. And so we need to see the darkness for what it truly is, so the light can be bright and come at these realities. And so um, we know that there's a battle happening that's real, but we can't be afraid because he's already won this victory. And so we're going to pass out these um, declarations, and these are all based on truth. So these are different um, kinds of like some um, like wounds in our life that we could be experiencing, some sins in our life. And they all start out with, um, like I reject, like in the name of Jesus, this lie is falsehood. And I claim the truth. Um, and so we're going to take a few minutes and just like ponder these um, these things, ponder these declarations, and just ask the Father to um, illuminate like what it is that He wants to say to you, what it is that you've been. Um, let Him stir these things up in you, and then we're going to grab a brother, um, a sister, men with men, women with women, and you're going to say these out loud. You're going to proclaim these out loud, and we're going to claim the victory that He's won. Um, and so yeah, like I said these truths, these are scripture. This scripture is powerful. Um, scripture says that scripture is a two-edged sword um so we can't argue the truth we can't argue what the scripture says we can't argue what the father wants to say about us um and then we'll come back and we'll um just wrap up a little bit and then we're going to enter straight into worship the examine prayer and that is something that we can use in our daily life to come back to and come back um, to being able to recognize the voice of the father and what is not the voice of the father and this is something that I started doing in my own life um, I keep a little notebook on my bedside table and every night I look back at my day and I look for moments where um, I saw the father moving I heard the father speaking and moments that weren't of the father and you can start to see um, where I'm seeing patterns or you can start to see just um, the movements of, of my mind and of my heart um, and other ways that we can combat this. Come back to um, this, the sheet, the, the battle of the mind, or the um, renunciation. So you can grab a brother or sister any day and proclaim these truths out loud. Go to the chapel and renounce these lies. Um, this is why your daily prayer is so important too. It's so important to be rooted in the truth, to be rooted in what the Father says about you, to be rooted in hearing how the Father talks about you. And we can also come to worship. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to enter into worship. We're going to praise him. We're going to praise him for who he is and thank him for providing for us. We're going to thank him for what he's done for us and for keeping his promises. And just an encouragement. We are children of the light. The Father 
um, sent his son so he would die for us and that he would rise again. So we need to live as children of the resurrection of hope. And John 10, 10 says, A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. It came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So he came to give us his life. It's there for us. And now we have to choose to walk in it. So it can be tempting in worship to let these things come back up, to remember the things that we renounced. But actually, we already renounced them. And we announced the truth. And we don't need to think about them. We can move on from that. And so Craig's word last week he had for us is that we have been redeemed and delivered from all evil so that we might serve him without fear. So are we going to move forward without the burden, the weight of these lies, um, without the weight of the way that the evil one wants to, to twist these? So we can recognize the dark, but we don't focus on it. We renounce it, we let it go, focus on Jesus, and then move on. So we have to recognize the evil in order to see the good in its fullness. Amen.